right, all right, all right. Welcome back. If you're a veteran and you're struggling or feel like you are leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to someone or you don't feel like you should weigh that, put that weight on your inner circle, call the hotline at 988 and take option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. It's the underscore Misfit Nation. This will keep you up to date with our latest news, episodes, and of course, our great guests. Oh man, tonight's a special one. It's our third live show in a row this week for in, in honor of Veterans Week. But this one uh, comes from, took about two, almost three decades to get together for a reunion here. I haven't seen any of these guys in third, almost 30 years. It was 1993 when I left the 411 Chemical Company out of Camp Kilner, New Jersey. It's been a long time coming, and uh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have some good chats tonight, see where everyone's been, what they're doing now. I'm sure it's all great. But the, the dog pound is back together for, I guess, one more run at it tonight, and hopefully we get to see each other live somewhere down the road. So, boys, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Thank, Thank you, Rich. So we'll just go around the horn here and have you guys introduce yourselves. The, the, the world knows me out there, but uh, Mike, since you're top right on my screen, I'll let you go first. Introduce yourself. Tell us a little about your service and what you're up to now. I know you do a lot with veterans now. Yeah, Mike Kikowski, uh I was in the 411th with you uh, back in the day, left down out of there uh, and transferred down to Charlotte, North Carolina to the 812 Transportation and uh, pretty much rounded out my days down there. And then uh, got involved with a lot of stuff down here with veterans. Uh, I do a ruck march every year, 22 miles of 22 pounds for the veterans, for 22 to take their life every day. And uh, just keep busy with the American Legion Post 544 here in Hickory and do a lot of things, man. Just try to stay busy, keep everybody busy. Because, you know, if your mind stays stays idle sometimes, man, it tends to uh, go to bad places. So just kind kind of keep moving and keep going. Heck yeah, definitely. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. And of course, you're, you're repping the shirt right there from the Misfit Nation. Yeah, I got the shirt, bro. <laughs> you're my boss. <laughs> nice. I think you got a good one. Yeah, yeah I know, right? Uh, Corey, you're next on my screen. Go ahead and uh, let, let, let the Misfit Nation know about you. All right. Uh, Corey, I was with 411th, uh, you know, ETS in 98 out of there. So uh, from there, you know, I started working corporate. Uh, I'm a member of our uh, ERG at work. Uh, the service group, you know, for veterans uh, and veterans' families. Uh, we help, you know, uh, recognize veterans in the workforce and uh, help direct the people to support as they need it. Uh, so, you know, that's how I've been staying active. And then as I meet my brothers across, uh, you know, wherever I work or travel to, we always establish relationships and uh, try to keep in touch. So, you know, it's, it's a good thing. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And I look forward to hopefully linking in with you uh, next this week coming up while you're down here in God's country. I'll yep. hang out with you. Maybe we'll have a beer or something down in Nashville. Oh, absolutely. All right. Uh, John, you're up next. Hi, John. John Sable. I was with 411 from 90 to 98. Um, then entered, uh, entered school and then the corporate world ever since. 
haven't been really too active though. Um, I feel bad after listening to everybody else's story. I'm like, man, I'm a slacker, but, um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> and Alex jumped in too. I, I didn't see him at the bottom screen. I was able to pull him in. So Alex, what's up brother? Welcome. And, uh, let us know about you. Hey, how's it going everybody? Um, same thing, joined the uh, reserves in 1990, came in in the delayed entry program. Um, officially uh, came in on, in 91 to 98. Um, in that meantime, I was basically just working in construction while I was uh, in the reserves, but then eventually I knew I was gonna go back to, to the old school thing, get my degree and, and, and join the corporate world like John said. So um, back in what, 98, yeah, went back to school, got my engineering degree, um, started working for a couple of uh, corporations doing um, engineering work, mostly in communications, so undersea photonics, um, telecom, things like that. Um, then eventually in 2003, started working for the government, right? So came back to uh, DOD working for the Army as a civilian, uh, did um, work in engineering there. So working on their SATCOM systems, communications, battle command applications, all the radios, SYNCARs, uh, you know, you name it. So started working there as a civilian at Fort Monmouth. Um, from there, went to work at Picatinny Arsenal, um, supporting some of the uh, programs up there. So some of the artillery systems that were, um, you know, starting to develop sensors and comms uh, for the military, uh, for the artillery side. And then um, went to work for the Air Force for about a year out in San Antonio. Um, so over there, I was working uh, on the Intel side, working there um, offensive cyber operations, so setting up infrastructure, doing all the all the uh, tie-ins to the tactical network and things like that. Um, then came back to uh, Aberdeen Proving Ground, uh, back to some folks uh, that were out of Fort Monmouth. Um, so started working back there at the uh, engineering center there, uh, basically doing the same thing, but more into the program management side, working on contracts and different things like that. Um, and now working for the VA. So for the past two years, working for the Department of Veterans Affairs, um, helping them, um, setting up their contracts, right? Work, um, helping them on some of the modernization efforts that they have for some of their IT systems and, and, and data center infrastructure. So, and that's currently what I'm doing today. Awesome. I know today uh, you were actually sharing, well, yesterday you were sharing uh, job links and stuff for USA Jobs and, and tips and tricks to get in there. That's a, a wild web of hell and USA jobs to get in. And once you're in, the, <laughs> once you're in, you're in. No, so I guess it's worth the fight. Yeah, yeah. You have to make it work. <laughs> you have to keep fighting. And that's a, kind of what, what Mike was talking about earlier. With the, He does that ruck march. I know this year you had to postpone it due to weather. So you just did a small one this year. And you get, did you make the new date for the, for the actual full mark? Not yet. Not yet at all. We're going to make it. But uh, we've got to do the 22 for the 22. But we'll make that date. All right, just let me know, and I'll do it satellite from here. It might hurt, but we'll do it. Yeah, that'd be great. Huh? <laughs> might have it's it's better to have some pain than uh, not be around. So it's it's perfect. Yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah. So, what issues do you have you guys seen? I know, uh, John. I know you're not as active in the veteran sphere, but I know you see things from where you are in the veteran sphere. Uh, any uh, issues you guys have seen since you've been out, or or just from the periphery looking in? that you've seen that maybe we can address here and try to see if we can talk through some stuff. Yeah. Uh, mind if I start, uh, one of the biggest things I've seen is, um, the transition stage, 
right? Uh, leaving active duty into civilian life. Um, everything from learning how to re-eat, you know, eating properly, how to uh, compose yourself in a civilian work environment, um, you know, all those mental games, you know, a lot of, especially the younger guys, they get taken advantage of because, you know, we have that got to complete the mission attitude, right? And a lot of companies, you know, kind of abuse that. Don't let the kids work 12, 14 hour days forever until they stop working, right? Um, and then, uh, you know, there's a lifestyle change. You know, a, a lot of people get frustrated. Uh, that's been my, you know, my experience with uh, uh, working with the newly released uh, veterans into the workforce, so. And it's it's kind of like a, you run into a wall once you take the boots off for the first time, especially the active duty side. You take the boots off the first time and uh, you try to get out there into corporate world or just in any other business. And you're oh, you're still trying to do things. If you're given a task, you try to do it all right now. And they don't want that. They want you to do it by the contract. So you have eight hours a day. Take as long as you want today to do it and get it done. So we're paying you to do a job. And it's hard for that to change that mentality for a lot of guys and gals as they come out. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Others, uh, health, right? Like, uh, you know, when you're active duty, because uh, I, I was kind of split and I was trying to get my commission and airborne school and got out and you know, went back to reserves in 94. Um, when you get out and you're still eating all 8,000 calories a day because you're, you know, beat feet and <laughs> marching everywhere and then you're, you know, sitting behind a desk for 10 hours. Next thing you know, you put on a hundred pounds, you know, that was my problem. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was affected by that. So, um, yeah, that, that nobody, no, there's nobody there to guide you, right? There's nobody there to say, Hey, you're not working out the same anymore. You need to, you know, watch Drop what you need. Yeah. Exactly. So. Alex, you're in the VA area. I know you're, you don't work directly with the client, but you, with the, the, the veterans coming up, you do see stuff when you're in there. So I know you see a lot of things and I know the VA has newsletters and it tells you kind of trends and stuff. What do you see as a, one of the biggest trends now? I think, I think, it, you know, even touching back to what Corey's talking about, I think a lot of it is still just comes down to communication, right? I mean, I you know as a soldier, you're, you're, you're focused, you, you know, on your day-to-day -day job, um, taking care of your families, right? Things like that. So a lot of times you're not really thinking about that part of the future, right? Like once you're done with your service or once you're ready to retire, um, uh, you know, and it happens in the civilian world too, right? Or, or even when you're an athlete or whoever, you, you hear about people that talk about, you know, when it's time to retire, right? But they don't really think about what is it that they need to make that transition. So I think a lot of times, you know, and it might be kind of jumping the gun sometimes, but but a lot of that um, just comes down to communication, right? And getting the word out and and having all these uh, different, um, um, I guess, uh, you know, resources that are available for the veterans, right? Because there's so much stuff that's out there, um, and folks don't even know it's even that it even exists. Um, I know me even as a civilian, um, just the educational part of it, right? I went back and got my master's degree, you know, DOD paid for that. Um, I didn't really have to pay for any books or anything like that. Cause a lot of the stuff they have a lot of, um, you know, corporate licenses that the DOD has um, where anyone civilians and soldiers can use and leverage to just educate themselves on anything, get free certifications on, 
any IT stuff, program management certifications, so any kind of um, civilian type jobs, right? So um, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of resources, a lot of good free stuff for folks to take advantage of. And those that that learn it and, and maybe have had someone as like a mentor to help them make that transition and, and, and tie them into those things, they've been able to um, fare better in, in that transition, right? And be more successful and, and hit the ground running faster um, than those that, you know, um, may not have had that opportunity. So that, that's the biggest thing I see is that there's so much out there and, and, and there's so much, uh, you know, good resources available and good people available. But it just still seems like it's just not reaching the right folks at the right time. Definitely. So I agree with that. Yeah. I, yeah. I learned early on once I retired that if you don't talk to another veteran, you're not going to get the information. Right. Yeah. They yeah. within themselves and they kind of share it as they go. And this veteran has so many nuggets. This one has so many nuggets. And by the time he talked about five or six, you might have half the puzzle to maybe get into voc rehab or, or use all the different chapters of schooling that they can give you. So it, mm-hmm. it's out there. Like you said, there's resources out there. It's just trying to find and uh, navigate that minefield and get in there. Even for reservists, if you go va.gov, there's so many things out there that you can, that you can get that you really don't know anything about. All you have to do is, you know, put your, put your login, make a login, you know, use a password or anything. Just go on that website. There's so many opportunities mm-hmm. for everybody that they don't even know about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would I would also say uh, if you served and even if you're out or recently you know still active duty or your reserve, talk to a university VA uh, advisor. A lot. I mean, I I was able to with the NBC like from 411. I was able to get something almost like 12 credits at university just for my uh, basic training AIT uh, classes. Uh, I mean that that saved a lot of money. You know that was. Like ten grand back in my pocket, you know, plus whatever I could squeeze out of the GI bill, but um, definitely worth it. And I know there's classes you can uh, subscribe from your unit, and they'll give you like uh, training material. They'll send it like Ada programming languages. They'll send you all of those packets from the university library, you know, like a mm-hmm. military uh, education thing. So. So all the all the stuff is out there. We just got to keep pushing people to actually look for it and share information. It's the biggest thing. Share with your brothers and sisters so they know things. John, you're on the corporate side. So I'm still mm-hmm. up there in New Jersey. Right. So do you see a lot of a young there's a lot of I've met a lot of soldiers from New Jersey uh, during yeah. my time. And uh, I'm sure a lot of them get out and go right back up there. Do you see a lot of them in the corporate world up there with you or any, and are they having issues? Um, we have, a, we have a, a few, not, not as many as I, I wish we had, you know, cause I, I'm in an engineering company. I, I'm actually a landscape architect, but I work at a big engineering company and there's not a lot of vets that work with me, which is kind of sad because there's a lot of opportunity out there. Like, like Corey was saying, I mean, I, I got credit for my training. I'm sure, you know, a, you know, a lot of people can get credit for what they did in the military and they just don't know how to take advantage of that. Right. Um, or, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of experience and a lot of, uh, you know, jobs in the military that, that can easily transition to civilian. So. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're definitely yeah. not losing any of your skill sets. You're not losing any of your, 
soft skills, hard skills, or whatever. So yeah. I, I would even lot say of employers are looking for that today too. Yes. Oh, very much so. yes. Leadership and, and promotions and that's mm -hmm. what they're looking for. And Mike, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, every company I've worked for has been pro and I probably wouldn't have gotten my first job when I was 22, 23, if it hadn't been for the military, because uh, and it was EDS uh, who hired me and I didn't have a college degree, but they brought me in and took, you know, took advanced uh, advantage of that leadership skill. And I was able to go to night school, get my degree. And then they ended up paying for almost my whole master's degree uh, when I finished my undergrad. So uh, it, absolutely, there's opportunity. You just have to, you know, look at it and look for it and mm -hmm. take advantage of it. And don't be afraid to ask. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say, Alex. Mm -hmm. Thanks. So it's the worst thing. The worst thing they can do is say no to you at any time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can, you can ask everyone. The worst thing you can do, they're not going to kill you unless they're just insane or something or they're having right. a bad day and they want to be that person that gets on the news tonight. But right. most of them just say no to you or where that might be the person that opens the door and say, yes, come on in. We have this for you and we're going to take care of you. Yeah. yeah. And then when they say no, you figure out how to make them say yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. call, call, your, uh, call your dog pound buddies and we'll take care of that. There you go. Nah, I think, I think, I think pretty much you'll, you'll find out. Most soldiers, once once you get that relationship, they, you know, they just won't stop talking. They'll share. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you'll, you'll yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen anybody that tried the Blue Falcon, anybody, you know, uh, since I've been out. You know, everybody's been trying to help each other succeed and go out of the way to help succeed. So except my recruiter, but sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my recruiter never answered my letter after I joined. <laughs> my recruiter told me call him collect and he never answered the phone and he denied the charges. Yeah. <laughs> Changed the phone number, skip town. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Well mine had an actual excuse. He got hit by a tractor trailer on the way to pick me up. So I had a separate crew to drop me off, so I never seen mine again. It was, uh, what was that one and nine in Jersey City? I believe it. Yeah, he was yeah. going to yeah. okay. the Jersey City and got hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to pick me up, so he made, they tried to throw that guilt trip on me, but it, it wasn't <laughs> I was just sitting on a porch waiting for him. <laughs> See, he almost left. He almost didn't make it to MEPS, you know? Yeah. Now look at him. Oh. Superstar. <laughs> he he would have dragged there you. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I got some memories for you here. This will bring that chill, that chill down your spines. If you want to move ahead in any career, you have to know what most employers want. Like how to work with a team, how to handle responsibility, how to take on a tough job and see it through. You can learn all these things in the Army. So when you do set off on the road to success, you'll already be in the driver's seat. brings down that chills that made you guys go to the recruiting office right there It'd be all you can be right there yeah, that's it yeah, yeah and they should bring that, that uh, you never knew before yeah they <laughs> should bring that advertising back instead of the the one what that they got going yeah it up to bring up nostalgia for you guys today so i found that on youtube it's a 1992 or 91 or 92 video so okay I remember it. I was already so I remember it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I couldn't find the one where they lied about being uh, doctors or wearing lab coats and chemical, but I found that. <laughs> what about the radiation stuff? That that's what always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, some people we learned that. Live, you tell people that live nerve aging chamber down in McClellan, people are like, oh, right. no yes. way, man, yeah. no way. Yeah. I, oh, that's yeah. like one of my uh, my diplomas that I have on my love me wall with all my college degrees. Nice. I had that nerve oh, yeah. aging. I think I still have the ring around my face. I My mask was on so tight when we went in. I was like, I still worry if I got damage from that, you know, in the brain or, or something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I, I must have had damage because I went back there after they closed McClellan. The Homeland Security took that facility over and they still use it. Okay. And I went in there in uh, about 2005 when I was stationed down in Aniston to mm -hmm. uh, inspect them or watch their training. And I went right into the chamber with nothing, just walked around the clean corridor. I said, Something must be wrong with me to do this stuff. And yeah. I hit Here my head. Go, yes, guys, guys. <laughs> 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 <That's awesome. laughs> Oh, clear, yeah. yeah. So this day, anybody brings up the Aniston Oxford area, I'm like, oh lord. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh yeah, 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 Alabama, yeah. yeah. God. Well, you know, it's funny because you no, know, I wonder because you know, like Camp Lejeune has the uh, contaminated water issue, and I'm wondering if we're going to have the same thing with uh, Fort McCullen. I mean, <laughs> I think the agents that we had there were way worse than they had at Camp yeah. Lejeune. Well, they had that they had that one tank from World War II, I think, still carried there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So. There's an actual a chemical company downtown that had to spill into the water table there. Right. In a mm -hmm. in a greater Aniston, Monsanto did it in the contaminated water supply on Fort McClellan, and it was hidden for years. So that's wow. actually coming out in the study now. So it, mm -hmm. it's about the time we all went to basic training. So yeah. Good. We might have a one percent chance of getting a like the call from Morgan and Morgan to do something. <laughs> yeah, or we'll be gone by the time it, it hits. You know, so yeah. hmm. did you uh, serve? It's on. Yeah, yeah we'll hold to that date, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nineteen ninety-one to nineteen ninety. Yeah. But if you go back there now, all the the housing that was there, like our barracks, are still there. Okay. Oh, wow. There's a lot of trees in there and stuff now. Um, hmm. But all the housing they turned like a duplex into a single home, and they just, they were selling them for about three hundred thousand when I was there in two thousand. Wow! Wow! Prime mm -hmm. line. That, that's mm -hmm. Alabama. Three. You know. mm -hmm. Yeah. And they, they gave it to the city of Aniston for a dollar. The, they gave them the base for a dollar. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, there'll be a lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you do the Did you do the Dragon Five K run while you were there? I did. I did. Uh, when I was in Beanock, I did it. Uh, okay. Not sober, but I did it. It wouldn't be nothing. Uh, <laughs> I was actually a front road guard during that. <laughs> Wait, where's my flashlight? Yeah. Where's my you didn't, you, didn't grab, you, didn't, you didn't grab the flag and run around the whole group? The guide on? Yes. <laughs> These are all good memories, guys, right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now I make yeah. it halfway and probably collapse. Oh, <laughs> Hold on, here, kid. You take it. <laughs> You're young. Now it's a relay. On too. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll pose this all, all four of you. If you could do it all over again, would you do it? And would you have gone chemical? I'll start with you, Mike. No, no, I would have done different. Okay. Definitely would have done different. I uh, probably would have stayed in like you did, or even went back like you did. You know, just made a career out of it. Probably what I would have done. Would have done different. Okay. Yeah. Corey? Um, I probably would have went in, but I probably would have went active duty instead of reserve uh, and done something similar. Um, 
you know, that's one of the reasons I ETS is because I had they wouldn't release me from the 411 to go to a guard that had an E5 slot open for me and they wanted me. And, uh, they, you know, <laughs> they did a no, we're not releasing any soldiers. Uh, so I so I said, fine, I'll ETS and get out. And I'm done. So but yeah, I probably would have done it again. I don't know if chemical, but maybe SATCOM or, or something like that or MP. Because uh, it was when I went in, I thought I was going to be able to come out and do uh, environmental cleanup, you know, work on those like, you know, clean up. Because that's what I really wanted to do was like start a cleanup business. And it was nothing even close to, <laughs> to doing uh, environmental no. cleanup. It was like throw bleach on it and acid and <laughs> bury it and go away, you know. So, <laughs> but. John? Yeah, I, I would. I would definitely do it again. And chemical was definitely not my first choice. I, I okay. wanted to be an MP, but at, back then they had a height limit or minimal, and I was too short, so oh, it wouldn't, they wouldn't let me be MP. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I would do chemical again. Um, I mean, I would never have met you guys if I didn't do chemical. Yeah, there so, you go. <laughs> but I would definitely. Uh, I, I wish I would have stayed in and, and gone active though. And you got close to MPs. They were one barracks over. Yeah, and they actually all think we're crazy, so it, it works out for us. Any, any MP I ever talked to, they're like, wait, you're chemical? I'm with you guys. That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> Better living through chemicals, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Alex? Yeah, I'm, you know, I mean, I don't regret any of my decisions. And, and like John said, if, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have met all you guys and had those experiences. So, but if I knew then what I know now, um, same thing like Corey, I would have, I would have went in and, um, you know, went SATCOM and, 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 and more of the radio stuff. And, you know, eventually I got a chance to work on all that stuff as a civilian, but, you know, if I would have known that that was uh, available, um, right. I would have went that route um, and, and stayed active or, or, or went back and, and, and became active duty. So, yeah. 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 Definitely I don't would have changed that. I don't regret uh, going chemical. Uh, I did. I did both reserves and uh, active duty, like you guys know. Uh, the 22 years active duty, and as chemical, you don't do a lot of chemical on active duty. You do a lot of everything else. So, I was in the infantry a lot. So I did a lot of uh, learning to walk with uh, my whole my whole life on my back, and and then say I was chemical at the end of the day. And then, <laughs> but I learned a lot of like uh, you were talking earlier, leadership. You learn that from when you're in different elements. You learn different leadership styles and. It helped out a lot as I grew in the army and uh, towards the end that when I was an advisor over in Afghanistan, all those lessons come to light when you are thinking, oh, that's what that guy used to yell at me about. So I can yell at this guy, this Afghan now about the same thing because it works and you know it works. And I'm glad I stayed. I went active. I was active all those years and stayed in until my daughter graduated high school. So I can say I, I, I made that benchmark and seen her graduate from one high school instead of many. And, uh, I'm, I'm proud of what I did. Absolutely. Oh, hell yeah. And I think I have all my capacities still, little brain issues, but it's, a, it's still all right. <laughs> yeah, I figured as much as me and you hung out, Rich, uh, if I didn't head out to North Carolina and, and transferred down here, I probably would have went with you, bro. See that? <laughs> and it would have been a good party. I mean, a good time. <laughs> yeah, we had a great time. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't want to spoil them, but you guys remember Sergeant Rudolph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, he passed away last year. I don't know if you guys oh, wow. are aware of that. No, so, no, no. He had a heart attack, so uh, he was in my union uh, when I worked in corrections. Uh, 
he was our union president. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. So he he just a sad thing. I just thought you guys remember that. So mm-hmm. keep his memory alive, and uh, yeah, yep. more memory stays there. Oh, absolutely. So, so drink a little for him on uh, Memorial Day. Oh, Friday, absolutely. We'll salute Friday, him. Salute <laughs> Salute everyone we can on on Veterans Day, and that, especially those ones who are still with us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's yeah. funny because, like, uh, I, the main person I stayed in touch with uh, out of the uh, our unit was Krakovich, who was supposed to be here tonight, but I, I guess something happened. Um, he had a family trip today. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he, we ended up working right by each other, uh, <laughs> you know, right around the corner. You know, had you know so. I kept that small world small for you. It's good. Yeah, it was neat, you know. And I met a lot of veterans. I still talk to uh, some other chemical guys, guys that got out of the Navy and went chemical. I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) You thought that could be Navy uh, to go chemical? I still talk to Ken Karkowski. Oh, wow. Ken Karkowski. Okay. He's he's a train guy. Drives a train. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I talk to him every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I actually thought Nieves was going to be a train guy because I remember one summer he came back. He was working on a road, like banging spikes in, and he had like one arm that was jacked. That wasn't from working on the railroad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we told him. <laughs> you remember, Alex? Oh, man. I knew I was going to get roasted. <laughs> <laughs> he had that in his data bag, his, his blackout part. Uh, now, now, this is the dog pound I remember. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. We we used to roast each other like crazy. Oh, just yes. the Popeye arm back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't do air guard while you're driving a Humvee. <laughs> yes. At Fort Drum, it's horrible. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. I think we lost a couple of soldiers hitting the ditches at Fort Drum and, uh, <laughs> you know, Hurtaloo or somebody like that flew out of one. Something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, was, somebody was, somebody ran into a ditch. Yeah. <laughs> that was my Humvee. I flipped it. <laughs> was I, it really? Yeah, and I looked over, he was gone. I was like, oh man. Oh, that was you, Rich, <laughs> driving that? <laughs> Where'd he go? Did you see where he went? He left the Humvee. <laughs> he was AWOL. That's all. That's all. <laughs> he disappeared. I don't I don't think he came back after that drill either. No, no, he was <laughs> he uh God, I think he yeah, he didn't show up again ever he got his discharge papers or something yeah that so. was my big memory of fort drum until i went back in uh, 2014 i went back there for the first time and i was still looking for humvees to flip and stuff <laughs> <laughs> so i never want to go there never want to get stationed at fort drum do you yeah, remember sure. when we went to fort mccullen and uh not fort mccullen excuse me uh uh fort dix and mccullen air force base and we were doing with the first army. They had all their tanks, and we were blowing smoke. Oh yeah, yeah. And we shut down the air force, the, the base, with all the yes. smoke. <laughs> oh yeah, we that that whole area was getting yeah, on fire. Like, <laughs> yeah, they they thought you know the air didn't come in and blow away the smoke. It was just like, <laughs> they were like hey, that's what we do, do, right? Yeah, that was our job. We did it good. <laughs> I was only blowing one generator. <laughs> yeah, to put that whole fire out. I think that was for I think that was at Fort AP Hill. Was it? Virginia. I thought that was at Dick's so. though. Yeah, I thought it was Dick's and yeah, we, we, we did a lot was of it at Dick's? So. Uh, maybe it was. Yeah. 
I know we well we started a fire on the fifty cal range too. Yes. You know, <laughs> with the tracers. Yeah. 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 So many rounds, the barrels are bending over. Yeah, yes. Supposed to swap them out after like no rounds are going everywhere. Yeah. They just uh two weeks ago here in Fort Campbell, they burnt 115 acres because of a range fire. Wow. I can believe it. It still happens. <laughs> and that blacked out most of the city here because you know the wind stayed right over the city the whole time. So there were people wow. crying fire. Right. Is, is something burning? No, it's just Weird black smoke, guys. It's just weird black smoke. <laughs> it's, it's natural. Yeah. You guys remember we'd go to the Palmino Club up at Fort, I think it was Palmino at Fort Drum. And then like Sergeant McMillan would like cock block us as we're like hitting all the ladies. Yes. <laughs> Save all. You don't want to get them there too. Like, troop, troop, you don't want to do that, troop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that lady might be married. I'm like, oh, yeah. Don't be a Jody, right? What do they say about drum? Nothing but black flies, snow, and fat chicks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Outstanding, guys. That's yeah. outstanding stuff right there. So we gotta do this live sometime. I will be up in Jersey the end of December. Oh, Before awesome! I'll see you oh, next okay. week. Back to Cottage Street. No, my dad's in Bloomfield now. So uh, oh, Bloomfield. Okay, that's right. moved back to, to my house. Right, I left. You know, they left Jersey. I said, yeah. After as soon as I left, they left too. Where were you? Where did you grow up? Because I'm from Clifton originally. I grew up in Jersey City. Oh, Jersey City. Okay. I grew up in Kearney, and the funny thing is, me and Rich knew each other. Long before we were in the military, when we were kids, my cousins were his friends, and we used to run around the streets of Jersey City, and nice. we never put two and two together until we were in the military. Until oh. we were sitting at your bar with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That, that, that is awesome. And then we figured it out. My first girlfriends. Yeah, we used to pick up a lot of basketball games down from Lindhurst and the Kearney. Down there on the what's what was that Richfield Ave or or Lynn, uh, Ridge Road? Ridge Road, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of fights, a lot of pickup basketball games. Oh yeah, that's back when you could cruise in your you know eighty six IROC. Yeah, up and down. Dying retard out cruising, right? <laughs> yeah. Tops <laughs> off, pumping. Yeah. Pop the tops <laughs> off with the red interior. Look at me! Look at me! John Bon Jovi cranking. Oh, exactly. Man. Little rat, Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> That's when we all hair. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to bring all hats on I don't have much hair left. So. <laughs> I'm lucky. It's gray, but I still got mine. <laughs> you got a good patch. Are you doing good? I only have it because my wife won't let me shave it all off right now. Ah, uh, you got to do it and do the little Bam Bam Bigelow tattoos when you shave it off. <laughs> A little fire. That's another flash back there. Bam, bam, big look. Come on. <laughs> Those good chatting fellas. Uh, any last words for veterans out there as we lean into Veterans Day tomorrow? We'll go around the horn again. All right, man. Just uh, if you ever need help, reach out. Everybody's there to help. Just uh, don't go down that road. Somebody's always there to help you no matter what. Just open your mouth, say something, talk, be there. That's all it takes. Just don't go down that road, man. That's it. Yeah, I, I have to say what Mike said. You know, it's it's not worth it. There's always help. There's always help for you. Uh, you know, just reach out to somebody. You know, give a call. There's always help. 
Yeah, lean on your brothers. I mean, we're we have each other's backs all the time. So exactly. Alex. Yeah, I just want to say um, thank you, everybody, for your service. Um, keep doing what you do. And again, a lot of resources out there for all of us, man. You just got to reach out, talk to your buddies. And if they don't know the answer, they'll reach out and talk to somebody else who does know the answer. We'll get you the help or whatever answers you need and, and just keep moving forward. Exactly. I just don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem is what I, what I say in the beginning. And I don't want to see that number. We know the numbers uh, stated as 22, but it's actually about 44 a day we lose because they don't count a lot of drug overdoses or other accidents. Yeah, that's what I say. I'd rather walk 10 than 22. Yes. But I should be walking 44. Forty-four. You might need have to drive some of that now. Uh, <laughs> or split it. We got the motorized bikes now. I could yeah. <laughs> definitely. Boys, it's been great. Uh, I'll hit the outro and then we can chat a little bit offline. Awesome. All right, Rich. Thank you, right. brother. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are 